Hello, you're listening to Baking to the Bee Movies with Ashley and Steph, broadcasting from the woods of Western Massachusetts, here to talk about the beautiful, the gory, the nonsensical, and of course, mostly bad horror filmmaking that we all know and love. In conjunction with creating recipes inspired by these beautiful abominations, you can follow us on Instagram at Baking to the Bee Movies and on Twitter at Baking to Bee Movies. Here is your spoiler warning and foul language warning, so listener discretion is advised. You can catch us wherever you get your podcasts and make sure that you hit that subscribe button. Now onward to good food, good friends, and movies so bad we literally cannot stop talking about them. Welcome back to <laughs> Baking to the Bee Movies. My name is Ashley. And my name is Steph. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us today. Steph was counting down for, for when I was supposed to talk, <laughs> and she made it to like four, and I just started talking. <laughs> Immediately just dove right into it. It's fine. Ashley doesn't know how to count. <laughs> I, I work in radio. <laughs> I do this podcast, and I still just do not follow directions. <laughs> right? No, no direction whatsoever. Um, but yes, thank you all so much for joining us today. Today is a very special episode. Um, before we get into why it's special and all the reasons that it's special, and we're going to make it extra special for everyone. Um, <laughs> just a reminder, you can follow us on Instagram, Baking to the Bee Movies. We are on Twitter, Baking to Bee Movies. We do not have Facebook. Anything that you see on Facebook is... Um, fake, it's fake news. Um, <laughs> it's a fake account, and uh, yeah, you can you can listen anywhere that you get your podcasts and follow us on SoundCloud. That's where all the episodes are archived right now. So I think I think that covers everything. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think we got um, it all. Steph, I I don't want to say that I'm excited for today's movie because I did watch it a couple of times. I I Me watched too. it and was like, did did that happen? And then I rewatch it. I'm like, yeah, that happened. To confirm that that did actually to happen. To confirm yeah. that I wasn't having like a fever dream. Or something. <laughs> right. um, but before <laughs> before we get into the movie, which um, we'll we'll explain how we got into this movie because it wasn't it wasn't your choice and it wasn't my choice. No, nope. it was. Well, we'll talk about that. In we'll a second. we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the recipe from our our last movie that we did, which was Friday the Thirteenth, number seven, the New Blood? Um, I made those, they were like Toll House cookie cakes with edible cookie dough in the middle and sprinkles, kind of have like a birthday theme to them. Um, What did you think of those cookies? I thought they were a little sweet. (laughs) 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 But, I mean, they were good. I have, They're like, so no, good. like I, I taste test while I'm making things. Well, yeah, so do I. And I'm like, no, I'm going to put extra this and that. I do put <laughs> pumpkin pie spice in it, but I do put a little well, bit good. of extra everything. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were a little sweet, but they were they were good. They were good. They were festive. They were yes. very, very appropriate for a birthday party where people yes. get massacred. Like one yeah, absolutely. Other. I would definitely agree with you. Um. And today's recipe, which we'll get into at the end of this episode, I it's we're having like an actual feast today. Yes, I brought brownies. <laughs> you always which has bring, nothing. You always to, bring brownies. I always bring brownies. It has nothing to do with the movie itself, but I brought nope. brownies because this is our season finale. Yep, we made it through season one. Like, How does that make you feel? Accomplished. I'm really proud of this podcast. I feel like in the eight episodes that we've done so far, like I feel like we've come such a long way from like those first couple episodes where we were like, 
what do we do? What are we talking about? Right. The audio quality wasn't that great. Right. So being like super professional. We have great audio. Um, our social media is on fire. We got so much going on. Yeah, it's super exciting. We haven't murdered each other, which is like right? a big like, like that's huge. We've been spending all this time I mean, together and we have not killed each other. Right? This is that's a I mean huge I deal. Yeah, we never spend this much time really, together. I mean I, I enjoy our time together, but I, I do too. I mean we're adults. So yeah. we have things going on. I was gonna say if we tried doing this when we were still in our twenties, we'd oh, be like at absolutely. each other's throats, yeah, ready, to not. Murder, ready to murder yeah. each other. I mean, I'm just excited that I was able to Get a project together, and we're actually following through with it. It's so fun. <laughs> and um, season finale does not mean series finale. Nope. We are coming back. We are coming back. We're just um, taking a short break. Yeah, we're taking a short break. You know, it's summer. We both have a lot of stuff going on. I have some travel coming up. I have a wedding that I'm in. Um, not my own. That would be <laughs> kind of weird. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. One of these I'm, days, Ash. I'm a, I'm a maid of honor. I'm going to be in a wedding. I'm doing a little bit of traveling. I know that you have stuff that you're doing with, like, your farm and your the family. The farming is insane. So, yeah, we're taking... We're at the beginning or end of spring into the beginning of summer, so... Yeah. And, like, I was out in your garden earlier, mm. and your crops are starting to grow. Yeah, they're saying that you're crops. You have crops. I have crops. You have crops, and they're starting to grow, and that's going to require a ton of work and care, and I can't even yeah. get huge cucumbers. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm zucchinis, so excited for that. yeah. Zucchinis and cucumbers. Um, but, yeah, we're taking a, a short break in July, and we're coming back in early August, August. I think, to I think it's for, the, August. for the second season. We already have some movies planned, some recipes, but, yeah, this is... This is a big deal. This is our, our finale. And yeah. um, we wanted to go kind of all out with the movie, and we were having some back and forth on, like, what movie should we do? What do you want to do? What should we watch? We have to make it over the top. And Andy, your husband, our producer <laughs> slash engineer, yeah. um, since we started this podcast, it does it does bear a little background here. It um, does. Like, from the moment we decided to do this, he was like, do this movie. Do this movie. Every every time we'd go to record an episode, he'd be like, are you guys going to do this movie? When are you doing this movie? And he would give <laughs> Why us... Why haven't you done yeah. this movie yet? And he gave us like the... I had asked him because I've never seen it. Me neither. I, I hadn't I didn't even heard know. of it. I, I didn't, didn't even know it existed. I had no idea. It's like one of those things that just gets buried. Yeah. And for good reason. <laughs> and yeah. I remember just being like, Andy, what's the synopsis of this movie? And he told me, and I'm like, that sounds wretched. That sounds wretched. <laughs> Um, but it is technically a B movie and I watched it and I was like, all right, well, we're committing to this, I guess. And Andy is, Andy has been so great with putting together our audio and making sure that everything sounds good. And, you know, I'm very, very grateful for the work that he does because I know how busy you guys are and, and he takes the time to do this. So we're throwing him a bone here. We are throwing him a bone. <laughs> we've, we've this one's for you, Andy. This one's for you, Andy. Thank you so much for everything that you do. And we basically kind of split it down the middle. I think, you know, you pick some movies, I pick some movies. We both agreed on like the first episode. So we're letting Andy carve out a little bit of this podcast so that we can review a movie that he is very, very passionate about. Um, Steph, do you want to tell the audience what exactly movie call it, it passionate. <laughs> uh, the movie that we are going to be discussing today is called Nothing But Trouble. It's a 1991... 1991. Comedy horror movie? Yeah, it, yeah, horror? comedy horror. Comedy. I think that's what... Comedy. <laughs> I think that's what they were going for. Did they succeed? No. <laughs> It um, wasn't funny nor scary. <laughs> well, that was the thing. <laughs> it was bizarre. It was super bizarre, kind of gross at times. There yeah, yeah, there were some parts like, where it was, yeah. well, that's ugh, gross. Yeah. Which, you know, is 
par for the course. You know, it's, it's ninety four minutes of just like Dan the entire time. You're just like, what on earth is happening? Yeah, like I felt like I was watching Twin Peaks. But Except not, not good. good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you read my good. mind. Twin Peaks is actually great. Yes, Twin um, Peaks is great, but also bizarre. This movie is 94 minutes of just Dan Aykroyd's, like, cocaine-fueled, just nightmare. I don't yeah, have no that's idea like how to Cocaine-fueled child. <laughs> um, <coughs> and, I, I mean, do you, before we get into who's in this movie, because this movie actually touts some pretty big names. Yes, Especially for that time period. It, it does. It, yeah. Like, some big stars are in this, and it's yeah, like, Yeah, it was why? like their heyday. Um, but do you want to talk about, like, the synopsis of this? It, it, I don't, I mean, I always throw it to you because you do such a good job at, like, summing it up. But this is one of those movies, and, like, how do you sum this up? Like, how, how do you, it, it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> well, uh, essentially, it's yuppies. So it takes place in 91. These are yuppies. Like, one's a lawyer. Um, like I'm not. Banger. I'm not throwing out the cast names yet. But yeah. one's a lawyer. The other guy is a, uh, <laughs> like a financial financial publisher because he literally oh, right. kept saying financial publisher, whereas the judge there kept calling him a baker. Yeah. Um, and they go. They they're trying to go to Atlantic City to meet this lawyer's client. Yeah. But um, <laughs> decide to take uh. Not a shortcut per se, but you know, a different route. Yeah. And so they go through this bizarre town called Vulcanvania. Um, and they get pulled over for speeding. And then they get taken to, you know, like the court or whatever. And then craziness ensues. That's pretty much all I got That's, out of it. I mean, <laughs> in a nutshell. I feel like in order to truly appreciate this movie, and I, I'm not condoning heavy drug use, but mm-hmm. for this instance, I would say go for it. Go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like, to watch this movie, you're going to need all the drugs you can get your hands on. So yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. Um, I feel like we should talk about the cast. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah, totally. Yeah, the cast was bananas, like big names. Mm. And every time someone would pop up, I'd be like, really? Really? Like you did this? Are you proud of doing this? Do you want to talk about how you did this? No? I think they are proud of it. Well, I think Dan Aykroyd's proud Dan, of it. This is Dan Aykroyd's, like... Dan Aykroyd has never been happier than he is in this movie. Right? Um, this movie has Chevy Chase, who essentially plays himself in everything that he's in. Oh, yeah. He is, Same guy. He is Chevy Chase slash Clark Griswold in Clark everything. Griswold. It does not... Like, everything. That, yep. He's just Chevy Chase in this movie. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, obviously... John Candy. Oh, John Candy. John I know. Candy. I love John Candy. John Candy God really was like the shining moment of this movie mm-hmm. because he has he plays two characters yep. and they're both they're both like legitimately great. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> Demi Moore. Yep. Demi Moore in like peak Demi Moore fineness. This is when she was like at her peak. Fineness. Oh yeah. She's gorgeous. She was beautiful. And uh, I was she still is, but I was very happy to see yeah. uh, Tupac Shakur. Yeah. In this movie? So bizarre. <laughs> I can't even understand. Like, like, so, better cameo. Macy Gray, Ricky <laughs> Player, or Tupac in Nothing But Trouble. Um, 
I feel like for nostalgic purposes, the Tupac cameo really mm. made it for me. But Macy's Gray's cameo was infinitely funnier. Yes, like, it was very hilarious yeah. In, yeah. in Wicked Prayer. Um, I was I was equally pleased with both. Yeah, me too. Um, but we'll get into why Tupac is in this movie because I think this is like his acting debut. This is before he went on to do bigger and better things, and mm. you know, in his short untimely career. And, right. But uh, yeah, when he ever popped up, I was like, is that? No. And I rewound it. I was like, oh my god. It sure it's was. Um, we'll get into the recipe that you have put together for us at the end of this. Um, but let's, do you want to, like, should we drop a bunch of acid before we dive right into this? Like, <laughs> like I, I feel like we should be on some kind of hallucinogenic drug or at least, at least kind of stick with the late 80s early 90s like does anybody have anybody around your neighborhood have like a ton of cocaine that we can get our hands on and just <laughs> probably in down south <laughs> but i avoid that like the plague <laughs> i was gonna say i'm like we can just go and get some real quick do no. a couple bumps and then get right, a couple in, a couple, get right into this a couple bumps to dive right in nah, um, you don't right. want to you don't want to go down that road you don't want to go down that road no. all right let's just do the stone sober then <laughs> See how this right goes. i should have grabbed some of that beer <laughs> at least um all right, so as Steph had said in the synopsis, this movie, uh, made in 1991, takes place in the same time. So everybody in this movie has the um, the late 80s, early 90s hair, the fashion, the technology. It's not good. It doesn't hold up. And, and they live in New York City. We get that yes. little thing in the beginning. They're from New York. They're from they're New in, York. They're in New York in the beginning. Um, Chevy Chase plays Chris, who yeah, is a, what does he call himself? A financial, financial publisher. Financial publisher. He's very wealthy. Yes. Um, yeah, and he meets Demi Moore's character. Um, Diane. Like in, in, yep, in the elevator and invites her up to his penthouse because he's having some sort of... Like soiree. Soiree, um, yeah. And it's like a lot of his clients, a lot of his like co-workers yep. and stuff, I think, because there's there's a couple of characters, the Brazilian brother and sister... Yeah. <laughs> Which, if any if any Brazilians watch this movie, they're like, wow, that's not accurate. At all. At all. <laughs> like, all. like people, the accents alone. I'm the like, accents geez. are terrible. Like, the mannerisms are offensive. It's just one of those movies where it's like, you know, it's like, I mean, most of these people are on SNL anyway, but like, you yeah. rewatch it and you're like, some SNL skits from that time, that time period do not hold up. No. You're like, this is grossly inappropriate <laughs> and offensive. Yeah. Like, and not this even is the close. same thing. Um, like a couple of his clients, it's a Brazilian brother and sister. He calls them Brazilianaires, which is actually kind of funny because they have a lot of money and right. they're like up his ass all the time. Yep. Like they think that they're best friends and he's Chevy yeah, Chase. Fausto and Ronaldo. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, I forget their names. Um, he's having a soiree. I don't know what the soiree was for, honestly. I don't remember. What it's the just some sort of was. party. I don't think there was any specific reason for yeah, it. Yeah, and, you know. and as you said, he meets Demi Moore in the elevator. She is a lawyer who just moved into his building, and from what I gathered, because the acting isn't great and the storytelling's not that great, she's having some kind of personal breakup with, like, a client. Something. That, she's, yeah. like, she's dating a client, it they broke really up, and now like, he's firing her. Yeah, it wasn't super specific on that. Um, but she has to, she wants to go down there to Yes, her yeah. her ex client slash boyfriend whatever that whatever that relationship is 
is terminating her employment. Um, she's no longer going to be his lawyer, and he resides in Atlantic City, or he's having some kind of function in Atlantic City, and she decides that she's going to go to convince him to keep her business, yeah. uh, to keep her employed, reconcile. I don't really know what her purpose was, but she convinces Chevy Chase to bring her. Yeah. Even though they've her. literally just met. Yep. They, she's like, let's go. Like, can I borrow your car? Yeah, she it? wanted. She didn't even ask him to, like, go. Yeah. She was like, if you're not going, I mean, she had just asked if she could borrow his car. And he's, yeah. like, I think he was going to let her because initially he wasn't, he agreed to go. But then when he went down to his car, he was obviously hung over and whatever. And he was like, oh, it's fine. And he's talking to, uh, you know, the garage attendant there. It's like, oh, just give her my keys. And then, and then she, she comes out in a white, right? In a white pantsuit. Bombshell. Bombshell. I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to go. <laughs> changes his mind he gets one he gets one look at demi moore and this is not a cheap shot at demi moore she is no. gorgeous in yeah, this movie she's beautiful. stunning but she comes down i mean the fashion the fashion in that period was not it flattering was, to anyone yeah, yeah it was just uh it was just the time it, you know she comes down in this like white romper pantsuit thing that's in like a coat with shoulder pads because again okay. the 80s shoulder pads. and he takes one look at this ensemble that makes her look like like a triangle <laughs> because of her <laughs> weird shape and he's like yes i'm gonna drive this woman that i just met to atlantic city like, yeah i'm on i'm on top of this and as they get as they get ready to leave and they're leaving in his beamer they make sure to point out that it's a beamer and the style and all that crap and he's the got that he's got that gps that i don't think anybody had mm -hmm. back then it's like a made-up feature it's yep. like it's like batman and all the technology yeah yeah movie. yeah got all that techno all that like gps navigation technology that nobody had back then but this beamer is equipped with a gps that is just so goddamn clunky and embarrassing um, as they get ready to leave, who should jump in the car with them but the Brazilian the brother Brazilian and sister. siblings, yep. And, um, you know, and she's she's dressed in all the bright colors and the bright makeup. The and hat. She's got the, and the hat and the, the accent that isn't a Brazilian accent. No, like, I don't even know what that is. It's, it's, it's someone who's never met a Brazilian, a Brazilian person, person <laughs> doing their impression of what they think a Brazilian person sounds like. Right. Um... And they're they're on their way to Atlantic City. Yep. And they're they you know they're they're driving on the turnpike, which I've I've driven on that turnpike before, and it is desolate and depressing. Yeah. Like it's the worst. I, well, I mean, you're going from New York to New Jersey. I mean. Yeah. I've, <laughs> enough <it's>, said. <laughs> it's so it's so bleak, and it just feels like it never ends. Like I drove I drove that turnpike once to get to um, Virginia because I was going to a wedding in D.C. and I had to like I cut through there. And, yeah, I felt like I was on that road for, like, three hours. It was, it was so bleak. Um, and they're on this turnpike, and, and Rinalda says that she has planned a picnic. Yep. Just out of the blue. Because, you know. That's what you do, I guess. That's what you do when you weren't invited on this road trip. <laughs> yeah. You, anybody. You plan, a, you plan a picnic. You plan a detour. Yeah, you plan a detour. When they're literally on, like, a business trip. Yeah, without checking with anyone to make sure, like, oh, you guys didn't have anywhere else you needed to be. I planned this picnic. Right. Um, so now I want you guys to stop. Yeah, or they wanted to take a different road. Yeah. Like, go a different way. Yeah. And then, you know, Diane there, Demi Moore, is being super, like, cordial about it. Like, well, we could just go down this road and... You know, there's some nice stuff over there, you know, just trying to accommodate yeah. everybody. Whereas Chevy Chase is like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Chevy Chase is such a dick in everything he's in. Like, Wicked everything. Bad. He's such a dick. 
Um, because he's a dick in real life, or so I've I've heard. I've heard he's a fucking yeah. monster in real life. Yeah, I've heard the same <laughs> um, thing. But you know, he's he's just like, and that that was the thing too about this movie is like, I feel like because there wasn't enough material to work with in terms of like good storytelling and like comedic value or even like scary stuff. Chevy Chase just goes over the top with the one-liners because like every, <laughs> there are a lot of everything them. that comes out of his mouth is a one-liner. Yeah, and at one point I'm just like enough yeah enough Chevy Chase like that that is enough out of you be quiet um so they take this detour which you know they use the they use the weird clunky GPS that's mm-hmm. like from the future which in looking at it now you're like it's like having like one of those Nokia phones like, so, so <laughs> hey dated. don't don't knock the brick dude oh man <laughs> those brick. phones were in indestructible um, I actually found mine recently. <laughs> really? Yeah, I had it. I had it my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. It's the blue Nokia. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what I found it with? Snake. My blockbuster card. Oh. <laughs> my blockbuster membership card. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> I would have framed that. Oh man, no, I still got him out. I'm thinking about what to do with them. I kind of want to make like a shadow box with them. <laughs> <laughs> a nice diorama. A nice diorama. Um, so they take this detour and. You know, despite the fact that this is, like, New Jersey, New York, they end up in, like, it looks like the Wild West. Yeah, it was super weird. So I assume at this point they're in Jersey because it does not look very nice. (laughs) (laughs) You just pissed off every listener that we have from New Jersey. I know. Um, I've been in New Jersey. It's not that But they make it look like, they make it look like. They make it look really, like, industrial. Yeah. It looks like, it looks like. Some like you know middle middle of nowhere town like Mississippi in like the nineteen twenties like it's yeah so, like it's, it's super, super weird. weird it's super weird, um, and they're driving through like this like you know there's like people staring at them on these like dilapidated porches <laughs> right and, like, like super weird and awkward yeah there's like burnt like, out cars we and don't stuff. take Canada your yeah, tops around yeah. these parts yeah go down that road you don't want to go down that road. <laughs> um, <laughs> I notice your car don't have four-wheel drive. Do I need four-wheel drive? No, I'm just saying you ain't got it. Like, <laughs> um, it's it's kind of like that. And while they're distracted by, like, all of this just crazy, crazy weird stuff, yeah. uh, Chevy Chase runs through a stoplight. Yeah. He fails, he fails to stop. He fails to come to a complete stop. And... They get back on the road. They're eating lunch in the car. By the way, which really pissed me off is they're eating lunch in the car. They didn't even stop. Like, Renata makes Renata. such a big deal about, like, stopping to have a picnic that she prepared, and they don't even get out of the car. Like, they just start eating in the car. And yeah. it's like, you could have done that on the turnpike yeah. and made it to Atlantic City. And not have this whole detour Not thing. have this whole nightmare unfold before you. Yeah. So they get back on a road. They're driving. They're eating. And a police cruiser. Yep. The gets cop behind them. Yep, pulls up behind them. And thus begins a high speed chase. Because yeah, because now, now the Brazilians are like egging him on yeah. to just, again, talking about the Beamer. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy could outrun that car. Like, you should just go. Like, just egging him did, on. So he finally does it. Did the brother, um, did the brother remind you of Fred Armisen, or is that just me? Did he not remind you? I, for a minute, I was like, I know. Fred, he kind of did, yeah. I was like, they have to. Is Fred Armisen related to this guy? Because they <laughs> not only do they talk the same, but right? they look the same. Yeah, and he did for remind me. I had bit. to like do the math. I was like, no, Fred Armisen. I don't think was like old enough to be in this movie back then. Because I thought it was him for like a hot minute. I was like, is that Fred Armisen? Like, is that? 
We would have known it was, if it was yeah, Fred Yeah, no, it would have been in the credits. But it, it looks and sounds just like him. It does. Um, he looks and sounds just like him. I should say not it. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So this high-speed chase begins between the Beamer that Chevy Chase is driving and the police cruiser, which is, like, also equipped with all this, like, futuristic... Right? Like, the driver... Like, it had, like, rocket boosts on <laughs> rocket the back of it. Rocket boosters on the back. And, like... And, like the, the cop had, like, all these levers, and he was, like, flipping, like, these levers, and, like, walls would come up, which forced Chevy Chase to go on, like, other roads, you know? Yeah. Um, so he's ended up on this, like, industrial road where all these trucks are. Yeah. He's trying to, like, weave through them while he's still going, like, 90 miles an hour. And eventually Chevy Chase, like, he has to pull over, and, like, he reaches a he dead gets, end. Well, he gets blocked by the other cop. Yeah, and, there's another cop with, like... And, of course, the first thing that she does is aim, a like, a rifle at him because, you know, cop, even back then, it's, like, all they do. It wasn't even, like, a regular gun. <laughs> it was, like, a straight-up sniper rifle. Yeah. Um, and Chevy Chase stops, and who should be the pursuing officer but the John late, Candy. great John Candy. Yep. Who... Um, Another gem in this movie. He's he's so great in this movie, mm-hmm. and he's great in everything. And also, and like I, I found myself at times going like, God, I miss John Candy. Like, oh I my John God, Candy me too. So Every much. time I saw him, or the first time I saw him in the movie, I was like, oh, John Candy is so. Great. I miss him so much. He's really <laughs> the only part of this movie that's like redeemable, good. like redeemable. Yeah. Um, so he he pulls him over. He has Chevy Chase get out of the car. He like reads him his rights and everything. He's basically telling him like, "Listen, I pursued you because you failed to stop at that stop right. sign." Right. He's like, "It wasn't because you were speeding, but you didn't stop at a stop sign." And like now I have all these other charges against you, and like I'm taking you to the justice of the peace yep. in like whatever town they had been in where he initially ran the stop sign. What is it called? The Vulcanvania. Vulcanvania. Yeah. Um. So. Chevy Chase gets back in the car. He follows John Candy, you know, back to this town in the middle of the night. Um, well, it's, like, dark out when they get there. And as they're getting closer to this town, they're noticing there's, like, a lot of weird. junk. Weird uh, stuff. Like sculptures, like, weird folk art, Megaphones. Art. There are megaphones in the trees playing, playing music. music. Yeah. And one of the things that it kind of reminded me of, I don't know if you've ever been, there is like a, it's like a, it's not a campground, I don't know how you call it, it's like an outdoor art thing, like art display out by me, it's called Three Sisters Sanctuary. Um, I think they have something similar to that in Worcester. Okay. Art so in the Park, I think it's Yeah, called. well, it's like, it's like a, it's like a big, you, you go in one way and you can kind of walk around, but it's all sculptures that are made out of junk. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, you know, people are, like, making things out of scrap metal and, like, glass. And, like, some of it's really interesting. But for the most part, like, you go in there and you're like, this is a junkyard. <laughs> like, Just because you glued this toaster to this microwave does not make it well, art. Well, that's the thing. It's like, some, <laughs> some of the stuff is, like, legitimately cool. Like, I've, I've been in, and it's always, like, they're always adding things. So every time you go, there's something different to look at. But, mm-hmm. like, I've been there a couple of times, and it's, like, you know, some of this some is, like. Some people can make some of that stuff really cool. Yeah, like, yeah. like some of the some of the artists that contribute to whatever you want to call it, the project or whatever, some of it's really great. But then, like, you look at it, and you're, like, that's, like, a that's like a glass bottle that somebody, like, put some paint on. Why is that? That's not art. Like, that's junk. That's junk. But that's, like, I was, they're, like, they're driving in. I was, like, oh, they're going to Three Sister Sanctuary. Okay. Like, that's. I think it's like Goshen or whatever the hell the town is. It's it's out that way. It's out by me. 
Um, but yeah, <laughs> I've, I've been a couple. If you ever, if you ever out that way, check it out because it's eerily reminiscent to this movie. <laughs> but okay, but they they go to this dilapidated house, Victorian style. It looks like the Adams family house. <laughs> it did. I was gonna say, well, it kind of looks like the house from Casper, but that house is way too nice to be this one. But the Adams family or the Munsters, yes. totally. Um, and that's where the Justice of the Peace lives and works. It's mm-hmm. his house. Yep. And they go in to face him for their sentencing. And um, Dan Aykroyd plays the, the Justice, judge. The judge, the Justice of the Peace. Alvin Valkenheiser is his <laughs> Valkenheiser. name. Um, and every single person that you meet from here on out is just so over the top. So ridiculous. Like, you know, like, sure, the people on the porch, the porches at the at the beginning, like, when they're first driving through, it's a little odd for New Jersey. It's like, I don't, this doesn't feel very New Jersey-ish, but okay. No. A little odd, but then as you meet Dan Aykroyd, and then you start meeting all the other characters, some of whom are played by John Candy, others who are also played by Dan Aykroyd, um, it just gets more and more... Bizarre. Bizarre and over the top and gross, a little gross. It gets pretty um, gross. So they, they face their sentencing, and Chevy Chase, being Chevy Chase, is rude. Yep. And pisses off the judge. Pisses off the judge. Demi Moore's really, like, she's she's the voice of reason. She is the voice of, of reason during this whole thing. She's, like, really trying to um, keep the peace, like, keep everybody calm, and, and she just gets, like, undermined by Chevy Chase every step of the way. Yep. Um... But he, yeah, with the patriarchy, and, and the and and the Brazilian brother and sister are like, hey, like we got immunity in this country, like, right? Like we got diplomatic immunity, and he just does not care. Nope. So Chevy Chase is like super rude to the judge, mm-hmm. and he like his house is filled with like these weird little like switches and buttons, and they all do different things. It's like yeah. very um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, wicked <laughs> so, bad. So like that vibe, like Pee Wee's Big Adventure where he's got like the breakfast machine I thing. think this movie was actually compared to that. Yeah, except that Pee Wee's Big Adventure is actually great. Right. It's actually Super a great fun. movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he like flips a switch and the floor gives up from underneath them. It's like a trap door. Yep. And now they're trapped in the basement. Yep. And, you know, you think like, okay, like this is weird. He's basically like holding them prisoner in this house but we get like there, there's like kind of a side story of other people that get pulled over right and we get so, to see exactly what's happening here right so, so Chevy Chase Demi Moore the Brazilians there they're all stuck in this basement they land on what appears to be a pile of beanie babies <laughs> um another group gets brought in to the judge there they had been like I think the driver was drunk and John Candy pulled them well they, yeah they had like tons of drugs on them and I think they were like drug dealers or something. Like they were actually actual criminals. Actual criminals. <laughs> Anyways, so this one was really quick, where the judge sentences them to death. And they're so <laughs> because like, he has that power. Yeah, I and like I guess like a justice of a peace, justice of the peace can do that apparently. Uh, and there, I guess. But and I love when he like he, you know, they're they're being kind of like mouthy to him, like not they're just like laughing because they're all fucked up. They're, they're all like, high, super yeah. high and and drunk and fucked up. And, um, and, like, they're making fun of, like, his nose, because his nose is kind of weird looking, and, <laughs> and, like, he sentences them to death, and they, like, cheer, because they think that he's kidding, and then he flips a switch, and they it's end up a, on, like... It's a conveyor belt? It's like a conveyor belt. <laughs> like, like, they're standing on what is, like, a conveyor belt, essentially, and they all fly off, the door opens, and they go, and they get thrown into, what 
appears to be a roller coaster. Yeah, it's like a roller coaster. Yeah. What is it called? Mr. Bone Stripper. And it does exactly what it's called. <laughs> so they end up in this uh, this roller coaster, you know, a cart, roller coaster cart. And they're going through the twists and turns of this roller coaster and then get chucked into this machine. And all you see out the other end is bones being spewed out. Spewed out, out against a wall. Against the wall. So and funny. that's it. It's so goofy. Like, if, you know. That's a real creative way to uh, put someone to death. I just, I, I watch so it. And, like, there were so many parts of this movie. And, like, it, it does worth, it, it is worth mentioning that um, Dan Aykroyd looks like he's never been happier. Like, he is, he is <laughs> yeah. having the time he's having of a blast. his life he's having a blast. in this movie. And I'm sure a lot of it has to do with the fact that it is over the top. It's ridiculous. But he also has, like, full creative control. Like, he yep. is the director, he is the director, producer, he is in it. like, whatever. He, he, it's his movie. And he is absolutely loving every second of it. Whereas, like, Demi Moore and Chevy Chase, like, two huge stars in their time, look like they would rather be anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are just, there are scenes where they just look absolutely miserable to be doing this movie. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, like, clearly somebody owed someone a favor. <laughs> like, like, how much money did you, how, how much money did you owe Dan Aykroyd? Like, right? <laughs> Where he's, like, calling you in and being like, I wrote this movie, gives you the plot, and you're like, yeah, that sounds fun, I'll do it. Um, so after this second group of, like, unnamed people get killed in the yeah, roller coaster, it is time bunch. for dinner. They, they go down to get Chevy Chase, Demi Moore, and the brother and sister yeah. to bring them upstairs to the dining room yep. to have dinner. And this scene actually made me sick to my stomach. It was fucking gross like the the food because everything else in the movie is so over the top and so weird that like of course the food would be over the top and weird too you know it's funny i was thinking about it and you know when we thought about doing this podcast i thought it was a fantastic idea but it didn't it didn't give me any like recollection that like oh food horror that's fun i hate gross food things as much as you hate like eye stuff yeah. Like, when it comes to, like, gross food stuff in horror movies, I just lose my appetite. So, I'm watching this, and I'm like, this is... Repulsive. Absolutely repulsive. I'm, like, so grossed out. Meanwhile, I'm watching this while I'm eating lunch. Oh. You know what I was eating for lunch? Leftover kielbasa. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. The worst I was like, thing. Dear Lord, why did I make this decision? The worst thing—the <laughs> worst thing you could do. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I—I I don't even like the like because they're serving weird food. It's gross. Like Dan Aykroyd's character's eating it, and it's disgusting. It's disgusting. But we do get a glimpse of John Candy's other character. Yes, we do. So, um, it's his—it's Dan Aykroyd's the judge's uh, niece, gran- granddaughter. Oh, granddaughter. Granddaughter. Um, and he's like, oh, go. Uh, you know, go get us, you know, he tells him to go get the food. But it's it's John Candy in drag. In drag. A mute, mute John Candy. A mute John All you can hear is her, like, laughing here and there. <laughs> yeah, it was the goofiest stuff, too. Um, it's John Candy in a dress and, like, a full face of makeup, and it's it's fantastic. It's absolutely it's amazing. It's so fantastic. Um, but she plays John Candy's sister, so it's like John Candy in the, in the dual roles. Yep. Um, and she's serving this disgusting dinner. Yeah, so... The judge says, oh, go get us, you know, dinner. So she brings out what looks like, you know, like a steam 
I don't know what those are called, but like you know, like the steamers where you put hot dogs in and stuff. Oh like yeah, that, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Except like a fancier version. So when she pops it open, it just spews like <laughs> steam. And it's like weird, like uncooked bratwurst or whatever. It's he calls them dogs. Like it's referring to them as hot dogs, I would say, but it looked like really disgusting, gross bratwurst. It was yeah. Is it gray? It was, it was gray. It was gray. Like the skin on them at the and, end was like he's, super he's long. He's like putting. He's gross. he's got like a weird train that goes oh, yeah. the table. Oh uh, yeah, the train is awesome. Yeah, don't even knock the train. I kind of like, want one. <laughs> right? Like just set one up and put like your ketchup and your mustard and your mayo, whatever else you want, and it goes around the table so nobody has to reach. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and you like squirt your condiments on it when the train stops in front of you. Mm-hmm. And he's, but like Dan, Dan Aykroyd is eating one of these like hot dogs, and it's just disgusting. It's so yeah, gross. he's eating it, and it's just it like the the noise, the the visual, it's repulsive. And at this point, the oh, and like every once in a while, like the because um, it happens while they're eating, like the whole place shakes because there is a coal mine underneath. Yeah, coal mine on fire underneath this town. Hmm, sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Mm-hmm. I wonder what other mm-hmm. movies deal with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get into that. <laughs> yes. um, so there's like a coal a coal mine fire burning underneath this town. Yeah. So every so every so often the, the whole place shakes. shakes. Yeah. It, it shakes, and that happens, and the Brazilian brother and sister, Renata and, um, what's his name, Fausto? Yes. They they use this opportunity to make it, their escape. They book it, yeah. They're just like, fuck this, we're out of here, this is gross. And yep. they jump out the window. Mm-hmm. And, and to, you know, to their, they got out. They got out. They, they run into John Candy and basically, can, like, John Candy, who somehow kind of like every other. As the cop. Yeah, as the cop, not, not. Not John Candy. Not John drag. Candy and drag. Huh? Um, John Candy as the cop stops them as, as like after they're making their escape, and they basically convince him like, listen, like we'll pay you to like we'll pay you for your silence, and we'll pay you for your complicity to get us out of here, and we'll give you a really good job. And he's just like, all right, so just, right? Yeah, he just he's just like, okay. He just up um, and leaves. So the remainder of the movie, with the exception of the end, is basically John Candy's character in drag. That's really the only time that he's like in this movie for the for the remainder of it is his other character. Right. Yeah. Um, after the after the brother and sister escape, Chevy Chase and Demi Moore also make their escape. They try to make their they escape. They try to, but uh, it does not go well. No. <laughs> um, no. John Candy in drag. <laughs> yeah, it catches catches them. Um, it it should be a, a, like Aldona is her name. Uh, one of the things that is kind of weird about this movie is that, like, at the beginning of the movie, when Chevy Chase meets Demi Moore for the first time, like, obviously there's, like, an attraction. He thinks she's a beautiful woman because she is. Um, she's very, like, flirtatious with him. But they're, like, like they've only known each other for, like, a, a day. day. And all of a sudden we get, like, this whole subplot where they're, like, like, it's like a romantic subplot. Yeah. And it's so uncomfortable to watch. It's so, like... Cause it's super no, weird. There's no chemistry between Chevy no. Chase and Demi Moore. It's, like, no. very uncomfortable to watch. And I'm like, girl, like, he's annoying. <laughs> he's right, better. he's kind he's of so much better. Um, but, yeah, there's, like, this whole, like, romantic subplot happening at the same time, which is kind of weird. Um, but the remainder of the movie, because we don't see the brother and sister again until the end of the movie the brazilian brother and sister now the movie is focused predominantly on chevy chase and demi moore right and them trying to get out of this house right and most of the movie is just about like the weird like contraptions and shit mm-hmm. around the house like that's really, yeah like, the house the and like shit. the weird people in the town and this weird family and um 
there's an, the the other cop that we see, the female cop who you know uh, escorts Chevy Chase and Demi Moore and them in, at the beginning. Like she follows behind them when they go back to the house. She she picks up another group of like speeders, um, people who have been speeding in the area, and it's a it's a rap group. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a hip hop group. And there's like twenty of them. It's like this, there's quite a few. Quite a few people, and one of the people in this rap group who like sings. He he doesn't rap. He's he a sings. backup singer. He's yeah. a backup singer. Is Tupac? Tupac is in this movie, and I will never ever get over it. And when I was watching it, and I'm watching him like do his like he you know he's singing in like perfect harmony. He's got a good voice, and you know they're all doing like their. They basically tell the judge. The judge is like, you know, what do you guys do? And they're like, oh, we're musicians. And he's like, oh, prove it. And then we get this like hip hop number, right? It's like out of the blue. And then like that the judge there is like jamming with them on his <laughs> on his organ. Them. And Chevy Chase looks like he would rather be anywhere else. Like, right. Um, um. <laughs> I I did wonder though. You know, I, the the whole like Biggie Tupac feud happened when I was a kid. I don't really remember much of it. You know, it was early nineties. Did Biggie ever take cheap shots at Pac for being in this movie? Because I feel like that would have been soul-crushing had he taken... (laughs) I I, I honestly cannot answer that. I don't know. I gotta, like, revisit... I gotta revisit that era of, like, the feud and just listen to the the diss tracks and just see if Biggie ever mentioned him being in this movie. Because I feel like that would... I feel like that would just be, like, soul-crushing. To be like, you know, rap about you were in this Dan Aykroyd movie. Like, that's a career-ender right there. Right. (laughs) Well, that actually, that bit doesn't happen until a little bit later. So right. there's some stuff that happens in between. So um, Diane and Chris get captured. Well, not captured, but they they don't go really far because Eldona just grabs them so they can't go very far. Now, Eldona is John Candy and drag. <coughs> okay. Yes. Um, so anyways, um, they end up just getting tossed into a room. Yeah. You know, they're just keeping them held hostage. Um Oh, so of course they're trying to break out. And stuff. Not quite. They're trying to break out. They managed to escape. Now they're in this hallway that has all these doors, and they're opening each door, and one is just packed jam full with like dolls. Oh yeah, that's right. And then the next one is just the bat room. <laughs> um. So it's just like tons of bats. Um, the next one, oh God, what was it? I know there's that room with like all the IDs. Yeah, they get to that after. Oh, they get to where they open the next door is just like a gravestone of Marjorie Valkanizer and the, <laughs> the, the writing on her tombstone is just, she forgot to duck. <laughs> like, it's so weird. And then they turn around and the wall at the back of the hallway starts closing in on them yeah it's like a fun house it's yeah so it's so weird it's so but weird. they managed to escape into another room at the very end um now um after that they're stuck in a they're stuck in this room and they can't seem to get out i want to say it was probably the judge now we go back to the switches Oh, right. So someone opens, turns, you know, pulls a switch and a door opens in the room they're in. Yeah. So, you know, they go to investigate. And all it is is a slide. (laughs) 
Yeah. What? So (laughs) that makes no fucking sense. (laughs) So insane. So they're like, oh, it's a slide. It's like, oh, maybe we can escape this way. And then Chevy Chase is like, we don't know what's down there. That could be a bed of spikes down there. So what do they do, Ashley? They go down the slide. They go down that slide. They go down that. Um, And they get split. Like apparently the slide, the slide is split somewhere. Because Demi Moore, goes Diane, one goes one way, and she ends up in, like, a salvage yard, whereas Chris, Chevy Chase, ends up in a pile of bones. <laughs> as one which does. Is, as one would. would. <laughs> um, he's on the other side of uh, Al, uh, Valkenheiser's bedroom, what it, is what it looks like. So, yes. anyways, so now we're with Diane in the salvage yard, where she meets Bobo and Lil Devil. Also played by Dan Aykroyd. Yep. <laughs> it's like twins, twi- like slimy looking like mutant twins played by Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, they like, I'm trying to compare them to something. So, you know, you get an idea of what they actually look like, but they're in diapers. They're, they've had, they look like, they look like huge babies. Yeah. Huge, gross babies. <laughs> well, babies are gross. <laughs> <laughs> Babies are gross in general, but... Yes, yes, <laughs> they are. are gross but they, these are gross. They like, look like human-sized babies. They look like baby, huge, gross babies that have been dipped in Vaseline. Yeah, and then and, and mutated somehow. <laughs> but they're barred from living in the house. They don't go in the house. Um, meanwhile, when she meets them, she also notices Eldona destroying The Chris's beamer! Car. Yep. <laughs> the beamer is being, like, decimated. It's being torn apart. Yep, yep. I think that's all that's left is, like, not even really the frame, but, like, the bottom part. Yeah. And, like, the... the and the wheels. And, and the that's wheels. it. It looks and like a go-kart. Seat, yeah, the seats are there, and the steering wheel's there, but the whole top is gone. Um, so, she's seeing this happen. Meanwhile, Chris, Chevy Chase, <laughs> is watching Valkenheiser, like, go to bed. Like, he's going to bed. Because he can... There's, like, a peephole or something where he can see him. And he takes off his nose. Yeah, he could take he's his off, nose he off. He took his nose off, and it he's like, exposed like his nose bone and like the. Yeah, it's like he looks like he had like a severe made out of, like, prosthetic parts. It's <laughs> yeah, but he's also one hundred and six. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, he did. You catch where he like fought World War One and stuff like that? They're like, <laughs> no, how just, old is he? <laughs> that part I completely missed because I was just so like I was so caught up in my feelings of like what the fuck am I watching? Like, what is this? Yeah. So now he takes now he's like taking off like his nose and like his upper lip. It looks like he had just had a so severe cleft palate. I got your nose blanket. <laughs> Anyways, um, so. This is actually when the rap group comes in because yes. they call the judge back. Like, oh, I, we have I, another yeah. party. He's like, ah. I know. jumped. I jumped ahead so far because I was so excited about the Tupac <laughs> cameo that, that made the movie for me. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, but anyway, so he goes to you know deal with them. Meanwhile, he does that. Uh, Chris climbs into Valkenheiser's room, um, and you know he's of course he's routing around and. Like, there was some sort of, like, crazy blast that we assumed is what happened to, like, this dude. Because he's so Like, the whole town. Looking. Yeah, the whole, yeah. like, the, it, it's kind of like the Hills Have Eyes, where it's, yeah. like, a nuclear blast or yeah. some kind of, like, weird government testing has yeah. resulted in, like, the mutation of all these people. Yeah. So, we get that little snippet of, like, you know, what's right. going on. Unfortunately, Chevy Chase gets caught, because obviously, why wouldn't he get of caught? Course. Um, by Valkenheiser. And... Per house policy, <coughs> excuse me. Per house policy, 
he uh, has to marry Eldona. Yeah. I don't know what policy. I, I, yeah. I, that's what he said. Yeah. Like, he's, like, basically his punishment. Like, he's either going to get put to death or marry his granddaughter. Yeah. So Chevy Chase has to marry John Candy and drag. And he doesn't. He goes through with it. I Technically, mean, yeah. Against his will, but like he right. does, he does go through with it. And Tupac's right. band does the wedding song, like because oh my god, they do like the hip hop wedding song. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Actually, the band Digital Underground. Digital Underground, yeah. thank you. Which is a solid name. Anyways, um, <laughs> so yeah, so he gets brought back into where the court is, the courtroom, and um, you know the band's there, and the band basically gets out of you know any repercussions because they played him the sweet show because they're so funky fresh well yeah <laughs> obviously they're so funky fresh that the judge is just like yes like you guys get to like no punishment you guys yep. get to leave and he asked them to stay actually for the wedding because he had him you know they wanted him to or he wanted them to do a favor which is basically just play the wedding song which was yeah. awesome <laughs> i just can't i it's so hard for me to just envision tupac shakur reading this script and being like yeah. i feel like tupac would have been like hell yeah <laughs> Uh, which is why he was the superior rapper in that feud. <laughs> we love Tupac. You but sure come do. on, I'm I'm reigniting it twenty years later, but <laughs> Well, I like them I love them both. Oh, you're on the fence. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I clearly choose a side. I I choose my side and I stick with it. I dig you're my You're not gonna in. go with the East Coast, Ash? That's no. That's cold. I don't belong on the you're... East Coast. I gotta leave now. <laughs> Anyways. But go on. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> There's so many things I could say, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> we'll talk about it off air. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Chris reluctantly goes through with the uh, with the wedding in exchange for his life. Um, however, like after, like right before, was it right before or that or after? Is, I think the band is leaving. The band is leaving. leaving at this point. I think it's already been take uh, took place. And Chris is now pleading with the band to help him escape. Yeah, he's like, please get me the hell out of here. Right. Within earshot of the judge. Yep. And the judge is pissed. Yep, and now the judge sentences him to the bone stripper. Or, more accurately, Mr. Bone Stripper. Mr. Bone Stripper. <laughs> um, so, fun, again, you know, he uses the um, conveyor, belt, conveyor belt to just push him through. Onto, he gets thrown onto the thing. And he goes again through this whole like roller coaster train track, throws him like right in front of Mr. Bone Stripper or the machine that does the bone stripping, um, which also has a conveyor belt on it as well. Yes. So he's like running against the conveyor belt to not try to get in there. <coughs> Sorry, I keep coughing. Um, Do you need another word that's original? I might. <laughs> um, Sponsored by Werther's. <laughs> but, um,. It should be noted that, like, right now we're in the middle of, like, a crazy pollen, like, overtaking there is in that. our area. So, like, it's, it, you know, my nose is, like, a little congested and yeah. my eyes are a little watered. There's so much pollen. So, yeah. forgive any coughing or anything like that. It's, you know, it's it's brutal. It's um, pretty bad. But, um, so, you know, to Chris's advantage. luck, I guess, <laughs> advantage, yeah, the machine breaks down about, about um, like, breaks or something. Oh, that's right, because he, he doesn't, like, the conveyor belt just stops, and he yeah and he, he gets doesn't off. Go, actually go through the actual, like, part that, like, crushes your bones. Nope. Or, or, like, strips your bones. Nope. And he climbs down to safety. 
Yep. Meanwhile, sure does. Diane. Meanwhile, Diane. <laughs> Diane. Diane. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Diane now is... Um, She's like friends with... Bobo and little, little Dubba. Yeah, Dubba? they're playing cards Dubba? and shit while they have her in captivity. Yeah, like they're having a grand old time. Yeah, yeah she, and, and she's being, again, super cordial, friendly, mm-hmm. like personable, just trying to get, her, get the fuck out of this whole situation that she's in, which I feel like is a, is a pretty good um, is an anecdote for Demi Moore just trying to get through this movie with her fucking dignity. Right? <laughs> right? Like, it's kind of like, yeah, it's, that's the vibe I got. Yeah. I'm vibing on it. Um, so she is. So she has befriended uh, these two mutant babies, and <laughs> she's playing like Uno or some shit. I don't even know what the hell she's doing. She's playing a card game with yeah. them. She's getting along with them. Um, Chevy Chase is trying to get the hell out of there. Uh, and at this, <coughs> I, I'm not even gonna lie. At this point, I kind of zoned out because I was so confused and like so over. It was like a sensory overload. This movie, it was so much happening that I was just like, I don't even understand any of this. Like, I don't understand how we got here. I don't understand why we're still here. What do I do after that? Who am I when all this is done? Like, what kind of what what kind of person does this make me for having watched this? What's going to happen to my algorithm? Like, now that I've watched this, is my algorithm going to be ruined? (laughs) Like, what recommendations am I going to get following this? Like, I I watched it twice, and it's still so confusing. Oh yeah, totally. Unfortunately, at that point, the judge is outside and he gets gets her. Yeah. And he's, um, you know, he has, like, a loudspeaker. Yeah, oh, right. And he's basically trying to get Chris to come back to save her. Bear in mind, they just met, like, a day earlier. Yeah. And Like, like a, I'll re- let her release, or I'll release her if you come back. Something to that extent. And, like, I mean... And then he lets her talk on the radio. Yeah. And she's just like... Get the hell out of there! You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, and the thing is, too, like, I feel like, okay, let's say you and I were in this situation. Oh, boy. Yeah. You and I. <laughs> we're all, and I, we used to be in this situation all the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, how many times have we been taken captive by corrupt police and judges? Many times. Many a time. <laughs> um, if you and I were in this situation where we got split up, we're in, like, this weird junkyard place, like, there's a crazed man who can take his nose off. Like, with all these, like, you know, tools and, and contraptions that can murder us. If we got taken captive and and you came on the loudspeaker and you were like, Ashley, save me or whatever, and I heard this, I would save you in a heartbeat, but I'm not going to lie, given the circumstances, there would be about two seconds of hesitation. I'd be like, well, I could get out. I could totally get out, but I don't want to leave Steph because we've been friends for a really long time. If someone that I had met the day before, I don't care how attractive they are. Well, if they're super hot, I might reconsider. But like, if, if, if it was Matt Bomer, if, if Matt Bomer got on that, if Matt Bomer was straight and got, and got on, if Matt Bomer was straight and got on that loudspeaker, and I had met Matt Bomer the day before, and he was like, Ashley, help me. I would save Matt Bomer. I would, I would risk. I would risk it all for Matt but Bomer. But needless to say, like we've been friends for about twenty years. Yeah, I would like, save you. But ask uh, me too. I do the same. I'm like, well, someone, I gotta do the right thing. Yeah, if it was someone I met the day before. But you, someone you just met, like, oh no, fuck him. Like I'm out. I'm, I'm out. Like I'm bailing. Um, and he and Chevy Chase, despite the fact that he is a prick through this entire movie, and you know, as I heard, he was a prick making the movie as well. Like Chevy Chase is just a prick in general but he does the right thing and he goes back and saves diane yeah um meanwhile she was like putting another contraption 
It was like a, a like it was like a slicer. It, it would, yeah, like, drop it was down like a guillotine. A ga- uh, except yeah. they called it the greater teen because the greater teen. There's like three or four blades. I was say four, four. So it just blades. chops her into into pieces. Pieces, I guess. And he saves her from the. He does the save her. <laughs> um, and they jump on a train. Yeah, and get they, back and head back to New York. That's right. And I, I will say the only part that actually... Well, there were, there were two lines in this movie that made me laugh. Um, there was the dinner scene when the judge is like, who wants Hawaiian punch? Oh, and, my God! And Chevy Chase is like, nothing nothing satisfies me more after a long day than a glass uh, of warm, uh, warm Hawaiian oh punch. Like, God. that made me laugh. because it Yeah, no, that was pretty funny. And, but at the end, when they get on the train to escape, and I don't know which of the two giant... Ba- either way, it's Dan Aykroyd. Goes, bye, Diane! Like, that's... <laughs> I actually laughed out loud at that. That made me laugh out loud. Um, (laughs) But they they escape. They, uh, Chris and Diane escape. They do, and they get back to New York. And they go to the police right away. Yep. And they've drawn out, like, the whole layout for the cops of, like, what the hell... And, like, you know, they've, they've gotten cleaned up. They're explaining to the cops, like, okay, this was here, this was here, he did this, these people got murdered, whatever. Yep. And the cops are like, all right, well, we're gonna need you guys to come with us to, like, show us around while we go and get them. Yeah, and for, like, positive IDs and stuff like that. Yeah, and Chevy Chase is just like, really? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I saw this dude three feet away from my face taking his nose off. I'm pretty sure I could ident- yeah, <laughs> identify sure. this guy in a lineup. Right. So they go back. But, but with, they go back. They go back <laughs> with, like, the cops and, like, the FBI and the SWAT team. They go, they go back with, like, every cop within, like, a 50-mile radius, mm-hmm. and they surround this place. Yep. Um, and Chevy Chase and, and, and the judge doesn't come out when he's ordered out. Like they don't, nope. they don't come out. Nope. So Chevy Chase and Demi Moore go to the front door to like confront him directly, which seems ludicrous, but this whole movie is ludicrous. Right. And the judge comes out and he acts like he doesn't know who the hell they are, like why they're there. Like he's like him and, uh, like, John why are you bothering an old man? Yeah. Like why are you bothering an old man? And they're like, yeah, we're not, like, we're not buying it. Like, you're under arrest or whatever. And the judge is just like, well, like, you know, look behind you or whatever. And they turn around. And <laughs> they're just like, hey! Yeah, know who the judge is. The judge knows all the cops. The cops come to find out are in on it. Defund yeah, they're all friends. Defund the police. Um, but they're all, they're all in on it. And so Demi Moore and Chevy Chase is like, well, shit. And then what should happen? But what has been happening throughout the movie at sporadic points. The, um... The earthquake thing. The earthquake the from coal, the coal fire, yeah. The coal yeah. fire underneath the town starts, like, shaking the town again. But for whatever reason, you know, convenience. This is the big one. This is the one that does the town in. Like, the town is going to cave in on itself because, you know, the coal fire is burning underneath them. And the, this is the one that gives Chevy Chase and Demi Moore enough time to make their escape. Yep. And they kind of help things, too. Like, they're, like, blowing up, like, petrol barrels and stuff. Like, they're, like... Oh, doing, yeah. Like, to, to get it as destructive as possible. Yep. Yeah, the whole town just gets destroyed, really. Yeah. Like, the whole house just... Collapses, collapses on, on top. I'm assuming itself. all of these people are dead. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, they get back to New York once again. Um, and now there's, you know, Chris is watching the news. And... Uh, they're doing a report on this town that collapsed in Volcomania. Sure enough, the reporter there starts interviewing the judge. The judge has survived this. Mm-hmm. 
And the judge is like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I'm going to go. We're all going to go live with my great-grandson or step-grandson. And he's, like, holds up his ID. He holds up Chris's, like, license that he's managed to swipe from him. And... Oh, my God. Chevy Chase runs through the wall to escape. Yeah, it, like, it was, like, an outline of his body. It was you know, this cartoonist. so ridiculous. One thing I did forget to mention, which you mentioned a little bit, when they were going through... The hallway, they did come into the room where there are all the IDs. Yes. And and newspaper articles associated with said IDs. Like missing people. Yeah. Like they it's, they, it's they see the Jimmy, Jimmy Hoffa. Hoffa. Oh, my God. Like Jimmy right? Hoffa like, has been like, there. Right? I'm just saying maybe that's where the cops should look for Don Lewis. Oh. <laughs> oh, we're going there? We're going to go there. Um, so, yeah. So, that's how the movie ends. It's like this comedic like outline of Chevy Chase. In Through the, the wall. And he's still with Diane at that point. Yeah. Like, now they're just together, I assume. Yeah. And, and that is nothing but trouble. <coughs> and I felt like I had been on a bender by the time the movie wrapped up. And yep. I was like, does this constitute as a B-movie? Yes. I, I think so. It might not necessarily be the scariest movie ever. It's it's like a it's like a comedy horror movie. Yeah. Um, that just is not executed well in either avenue. It's not funny. I mean, there's a couple of lines that are actually like I laughed, but right. it's not funny and it's not scary. It's like this right. weird fever dream of a movie. It's so well, bizarre. Yeah. Well, um, initially, when it's like the whole idea was, it actually started with the Ackroyds, actually Pete Ackroyd and Dan Ackroyd um, and their buddy. Robert K. Weiss, who's a uh, producer. He produced, like, Tommy Boy and Ladies' Man and Scary Movies, like, all the SNL yeah. movies and stuff. Um, they went to a screening of Hellraiser because they wanted to go to a movie. I guess Robert Weiss has had, like, a broken rib and to take his mind off the pain. They wanted to go to a movie. But they couldn't go to a comedy because laughing would make it would feel make worse. It per- yeah. Like, not hurt. Um, so they went to a screening of Hellraiser, which... I love Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> um, so they go to Hell. This, I think, was... I feel like this was, like, 87 when this happened. But once the movie started, uh, these three guys noticed the audience laughing at the film. Which, I mean, again, I've seen Hellraiser and the sequels many times. I didn't find any of that funny. <laughs> <laughs> at all. I mean, people have different responses to trauma and this fear. This is true. When, when I'm in a scary situation, I'm just like, <laughs> everything's fine. <laughs> right? Get right? <laughs> um, well, anyways, these guys noticed that the audience was laughing at the film. So then, you know, they suggested to make a horror comedy. Because it turns out audience like to get, be scared and laugh at the same time. Did, did they succeed? No. <laughs> Um, it is related to an event, which is why they came up with the idea. But that was the initial idea as to why they um, went with this this story. Um, now, I had read... I, I didn't do a lot of research into this movie just because this movie was so bad that I'm like, I don't want to ever talk about this ever again after the podcast. But I did read that this was... The storyline itself was inspired by Dan Aykroyd getting pulled over and actually being brought to yeah. a justice of the peace yep. in the middle of the night. Yeah, he was in upstate New York. Um, and I think it was just for um, for speeding. I think it was just for speeding. He gets stopped, brought to a justice of the peace. Um, he was fined 50 bucks. Yeah. And then the justice after that, the justice of the peace invited him to stay for tea. And he stayed there for like four hours. <laughs> because I would tell you right now, if I like ran into Dan Aykroyd, I would totally invite him for tea. Oh, for real. <laughs> so, oh. and that was basically it. 
and you know. I, I meant to say too, like so the movie ends with with um, Chris and Diane and and you know Chris running through the wall, but we do see John Candy's character one more time as we the do. cop. He's he is now like the bodyguard for the Brazilian brother and sister. And that was actually a scene that kind of made me chuckle. Is like he's got an arm around her waist, and like he's allegedly like her bodyguard. And she takes his hand off of her waist and puts it on her ass. <laughs> it's like yeah. so smooth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that made me laugh. Um, God, I miss John Candy so much. But what what else with this movie? Anything else that we? I, I feel like we. It, it really is just so bizarre and. When, when it ended, I, I watched it for the first time. I The credits rolled. I processed my confusion, my anger, mostly confusion. And I was so... T- it was like 11.30 at night, and I was like, do I call Steph and have her put Andy on the phone so that I can be like, what the fuck did you just make me watch? <laughs> like He I- texted me the other day. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm watching this movie. He's like, yeah, what do you think? I'm like, it's absolutely ridiculous. He responds back, ridiculously amazing, right? Oh, and I'm like, no. So we're, both, we're both in agreement that Andy never picks the movie ever again. No. Right? Okay. Like, it, Andy, we love you. We know where you're going to like do a great job editing this and making sure it sounds good. But like, you are not allowed to pick the movie ever again. Like, I refuse. I've, I've picked some absolute bombs this season. But to close out this amazing season that we've had with this, <laughs> what is happening? 13% in Rotten Tomatoes. Of course. Because, you know, why not? Um, Valkenvania, based on Centralia, just like Silent Hill. Oh, man. Uh, Unless they're talking about like, the coal, the the coal, coal fire burning underneath the town. I'm like, mm, I've heard yep. this before. Uh, 12th Golden Raspberries. Ackroyd received Worst Supporting Actor. Which is sad, because he actually did the most amazing job with it. Like, he, he, he wrote it, he produced it, he... Acted in it. He two acted actors, in it. Two actors, like, two girls. Yeah, two. he did, like, multiple roles, and he... You could just tell he was having so much fun. Yeah, totally. Uh, 91, won the worst picture at the Stinkers Bad Movies Awards. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. However, the reviews were kind of mixed. So the AV Club said Aykroyd has lovingly and meticulously created a hideous, grotesque nightmare world that nobody would want to visit, let alone return to. So I have a problem with that. <laughs> every horror movie you've ever seen, well not every, but most of them, involves somebody or a group of people going somewhere they would never want to end up. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yeah, like, like, I'm sorry, AV Club. You make a point, but literally that is every horror movie ever. Yeah, I've never watched a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie where we end up at the Hewitt Farm and being like, I'd like to come back here. Like, right, and you just end up there by accident. Like, no one no one goes to, well, I don't even think it's a real place, but like Haddonfield, Illinois. It's like, nobody's like, yeah, I'd like to go back to Haddonfield and deal with the fucking psychopath mm-hmm. that can't die. Like, yep. Camp Crystal Lake, sure, I'd love to go there again. <laughs> Actually, I think it was Roger Ebert said... One of his comments on the Jason franchise there was, uh, like, why do these kids keep going back? <laughs> well, first of all, they are not. They don't keep going back because they go there once and they die. It's yeah. new kids. And obviously we wouldn't have these movies if they didn't keep going back. So right. <laughs> I'm totally cool with them going back there as long as it's not me. IGN named Nothing But Trouble as Dan Aykroyd's worst film. Aww. And, I mean, it's... It's no Ghostbusters. <laughs> or, or Coneheads. Oh. Love Coneheads. <laughs> oh, no, it's Mars Attacks, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, Coneheads with the eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Complex listed, listed as 
one of uh, one of the twenty five underrated films of the nineties. Underrated, really? Right? What? Uh, IFC listed it as it was one of ten nineties comedy comedies that really need a sequel. Do we though? No. <laughs> Unless Demi Moore and Chevy Chase are willing to bite the bullet and come back, I have like I mean obviously. Well, that's just it. You'd have to. I mean, obviously John Candy, you can't. But like Dan Aykroyd, yeah, like bring them all back and I'd watch it. Just out of morbid curiosity, more than anything else. (coughs) This movie's been compared to uh, like a cross between uh, Psycho and Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. I'm. (laughs) Rocky like Horror a, Picture Show. This is an insult to all of those things. Right? I love Rocky Horror Picture Show, but that movie is also bizarre. The Monsters. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, a comedy version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Which kind of makes sense because it's like a family. Yeah. It's a weird, weird And it's derivative of like... Of like murderous, yeah. Yeah, it's a derivative of sketch comedy and um, like now, gross, gross out humor. I, I heard... Another thing about this movie that I heard was Roger Ebert hated it so much that I guess, like, he went on, like, a night where there was only, like, a group of, like, teenagers nearby that were, like, kind of hooting and hollering through the movie. And the legend is that Roger Roger Ebert got up, approached the teenagers, and asked them if they could make more noise to drown out the movie because he hated it that much, which I think is, that's, like, legendary. That's amazing. Yeah, that's (laughs) That's pretty good. good. I mean, the movie is, the movie was not good. And Didn't it have like a crazy budget too. Like an it was forty million. Budget. It was 40, forty million. Forty million in ninety one, which was which was a lot. Four zero. Um, and they actually went over budget by about five million. How? How much money it made? I have no idea. I'm probably I'm gonna go on a limb here and say it made nothing. <laughs> five dollars. <laughs> Twelve dollars. <laughs> um, what would you give this as for like a star rating? I know we it's. Well, I'd give it at least a 2.5. Oh I mean, God. it's got Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, Demi Moore, John Candy. Love that man. I mean, the cast itself, they are, like, solid. It's getting a one. So. I'm giving it a one. It's getting a one. And the one is only because I love John Candy so much. <laughs> <laughs> this, movie was, this movie was so bad. Like, not funny, not scary. It wasn't either of those things. The Hawaiian punchline is very funny. The Hawaiian punchline was very, very funny. And maybe it's just because I'm tired, but when they ever escape on the train and and Bobo or whoever is like, Bye, Diane! (laughs) Bye, Diane! I was was laughing my ass off, but but this movie is so bad. It's so bad. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think, like, I've seen some (laughs) weird-ass movies. Like, I watched Tetsuo the other day. That is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Eraserhead. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. You're going deep. Oh, yeah. Deep. Like, I I had to dig into my catalog. <laughs> Tetsuo, Eraserman, what else? Rocky Horror, obviously. That was just bizarre anyway. You know, but, I'm going to... But Rocky Horror, like, the music was so I'm going to... Unpopular, unpopular thing here with Rocky Horror. I've never actually watched Rocky Horror the whole way through. Really? I've watched, like, the first half and, like, the last 20 minutes... The middle, I usually tune out. I'm, it does not interest me. Mm. And I and to I love I love everybody that's in it. Like I love everyone that's in it. It's just one yeah. of those. Mo- it's just one of those movies that like I can't. I, I feel like I would have to actually go and like see like you know how they do like the do live the live like, the shows, live yeah. performances. Yeah. Even though I hear like shit gets like bizarre, Crazy. real. Yeah. Like, at those things. Yeah. I 
I would love to like watch it like in a theater full of people because I feel like I'd enjoy it a little bit more. But like it watching be, it on my own, yeah, I it's like a whole like experience. I can't get into it. But yeah, which and um, I love Tim Curry, so it's like one of those. Oh things. yeah, totally. It's one of those things I really. I mean, do. Human Centipede, specifically the second one. Yeah, bizarre as hell. Also gross. Oh, They're God. all gross. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> I literally watched Attack of the Killer Tomatoes this week. Oh my God! Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Howard the Duck. Oh my God! Yeah, you you're digging deep. Midsomar. Uh, that's I mean. Midsomar, like I I don't know if Midsomar is good. I've seen it quite a few that, times, but I'm like it's bizarre. That movie is like that. I know a lot of people are like, no, don't like don't. That movie is like so empowering to me. <laughs> I watch, I watch, I watch that movie, and I'm just like, yes, girl, get yours. Like, yeah, yours. I agree. I, agree. I, I like so Midsommar. I think it was good. Pretty much everything that A24 comes out with is pretty yeah. awesome. And Florence Poe, Poe, whatever, whatever. <laughs> she's she's one. Yeah. Poe, 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 that that opening scene of like her like her parents' house and her sister yeah that stayed with me for weeks. That shot of her sister with like the ho oh that stayed with me for the longest time. So like you know, a movie's good when like weeks later I'm still thinking about that. Thinking scene. about it, yeah, I hear ya. Um, that movie that <coughs> movie's incredible. Um, do we do we want to? I mean, we're gonna talk about the recipe, but. You know, let's talk about the recipe, and then we'll talk about what we have planned for the second season. We're not going to give too much away, but... Um, I don't think we should give away any of the movies that we've talked about. We're not going to talk about any of the movies, but... <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about yeah, it. Yeah, so um, what, what recipe did you prepare for Well, today? I actually have a double. Give me that double. <laughs> We're having, like, a feast to celebrate today. I'm very excited. Yes. So, uh, one of my most favorite things to do here at the Birds, the Bees, and the Bits, which is the name of my farm, which I gave it myself. It's really just a residence, but... Um, I have a small-scale farming operation. <laughs> uh, I made, uh, we'd like to make sausage. We've actually made sausage quite a few times here. Um, as far as, like, we, you know, we grow, I grow crops, and we raise animals for various reasons um, and things like that. Uh, what we did this time is, well, what we're actually, what we actually made or are making is sausage in honor of the sausage scene. These your sausages look infinitely more delicious than the ones <laughs> in this movie though. Yes, I would have to agree. Um so yeah, I'm just gonna be talking a little bit about how to make sausage if anyone's interested. Um so one of the uh one of the critters that we raise here um on the farm is quail. So we make quail sausage. Um I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I do want to say, like, one of my favorite things about coming here, not only is just hanging out with you and Andy, like, we always have so much fun, it's always great to catch up and, like, do this podcast and, like, watch movies and stuff, um, you're very, like, farm to table, and I mm, love, mm. I love when you, because I'm not a picky eater. No, you're not. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm way bigger than you, and like, I grow all I, sorts of crap that I will I will eat. try, I mean, I'm very, like, I don't, I'm not gonna eat bugs, I'm not, like, I'm not, yeah, you know, well, I don't, I don't do shit like that. Do. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't do shit like that, but, like, I'm very open to trying new things, mm. which I think is a good thing, and I think more people it should is. be like that. It is. I, I will say that, like, sometimes you make things, and I'm a little hesitant, <laughs> Just and it's just because like I've I've been here enough times where it's like I've held the rabbits that you, yeah. that you breed I've held the quails that you breed I've held them in my their little I've held little tiny quails in my hand and yeah 
like I remember we, we have did, week old quails downstairs right yeah, now. Yeah, like I've, I've held your, I've held the quails in my hand, and I'm like, oh, and then like you're like, hey, we're having quail. It's like, was it the one that I held? Like, do I have any nah. kind of personal bond to this quail? Nah. <laughs> like that time we came over to have chicken, like last summer, you had like a like a cookout for Sean and I when we came by, and you told us you're like, yeah, I killed Karen, the chicken Karen. Like you made us Karen for dinner, <laughs> and I was like. Did I know Karen? Like, was Karen a chicken that I was affectionate for? Like, so there are some times where you make things up like, what? But the sausage does look delicious, and I'm very excited to try it. But go on, you were talking about... Yeah, so so when it comes to sausage, you can basically make any... You use any protein. I think, normally I was thinking it was generally um, pork, which, you know, pork goes into it a lot, but you could do it with any protein, as long as you have 25 to 30% fat. In it because you need that to basically bond with all the protein and stuff in right. there. Right. Um, and quail, uh, high in iron, high in protein. Like, it's really good for you. Um, anyways, so I'm that's... I'm trying to eat healthier, so I'm looking forward to not feeling <laughs> yeah. guilty about this. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, so, yeah, so whatever amount of meat you have, say so you have like four pounds of meat. Like, I had four pounds of quail. 30% of that or, you know, 25 to 30% of that you want is be, like, just fat. Like, Andy and I get pig fat to basically render in. You can use bacon, like, things like that. Yeah. Which I totally want to do at some point. But what we did with this one is we made a red wine reduction with red onion, basil, and garlic. Excuse me. And you boil that all together for a little while, let everything incorporate, and then you reduce it by about, I'd say about two-thirds to a half. And then what we did is we marinated the quail in it for about a, about roughly an hour. Because okay. you don't want to marinate it for too long because then all of that liquid gets into the, you know, it absorbs more into the meat and the fat and it gets into the grinder. Oh. So it gets mushy. Ooh, you don't want it yeah, mushy. Yeah, no. um, And then, you know, you can case it. Like I had casings. Um I mean, I love like I love making sausage. It's super fun to do here at the farm. But um, we've done. You can make like patties and stuff. You can just have loose sausage. Yeah. Like you can just buy loose sausage, and those make great burgers. Because well, like you get like a little crunch. I well, like exactly. Crunch. You can eat like a hot dog. Yeah. You know, like, like we've had we've made like sausage burgers and stuff when we don't don't have casings lying around. Um, so anyways, so now what we're going to do, what Andy was doing earlier, is he was boiling them in beer. I saw that. Yeah. I saw it overflow. Yeah. Well, he wasn't paying attention Did because he was too busy hops? talking about something else. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like hops in my kitchen. Um, and then he's going to grill them for us because I convinced him to grill, <laughs> which really doesn't take a lot of convincing it's to summer. do. It's, it's summer. It's summer. It's summer. It's summer. It's like 80 degrees and beautiful out. It's gorgeous it's outside abs- right now. like... Yeah. Anyway, so that's the first bit. By all, you know, all, by all means, I'm at the birds, the bees, and the bits on Instagram, and you can always see what I'm up to with the farm and stuff. So, like, sausage. Um, I just know that any pictures that she posts of cute animals, those animals are going to be dead in about a month, so. They will be slaughtered. Yeah. And we will Well, well look at it this way. Us. They have so much better of a life here. It's true. Than they would in, like, factory farming. It's true. Stuff. You take very good care of your animals. Yeah, up, I care about them. Up until it's time to eat them. But. Well, <laughs> you know, they provide me a service. So, you know, you repay the favor. Yeah. Um, so the second bit of this recipe 
um, uh, I'm so it's sausage, peppers, and onions. So you know, I was on the fence. I'm like, well, do I want to do like a not a casserole per se, but like you could do like green beans. I've seen green bean potato sausage, like baked green beans, potatoes, and sausage, um, or onions and peppers and things like that. I'm like I could do that, but then it it is summer, Ashley. We are going to eat some damn sausages that have been cooked on that damn grill. Yes. You know? Yes, so, queen. <laughs> yes, queen. Yes, queen. So, anyways, so I made some marinated peppers and onions. Um, so, the brine consists of extra or virgin olive oil, uh, chopped onions, garlic, red wine vinegar, lemon juice, oregano, oregano, oregano. Oregon? And basically, you just, you know, with that... You, you take some of the oil and you heat it up on a frying, not actually a frying pan, actually a saucepan, um, medium heat, and you uh, fry up the onions and the garlic, you so know, as one anything, would. Anything with garlic, I'm all about so it. So good. I'm so excited. Um, so, yeah, you cook that till it's, um, like, you know, aromatic, and then... You add the rest of the oil, the lemon juice, the vinegar, um, throw the peppers and onions in there, and, you know, you just bring it up to a boil, let it simmer for, I don't know, 20 minutes or whatever, um, and, uh... I'm just like, I, I'm like so excited. To <laughs> right? I'm like, that's it for the brine. With the peppers, I actually roast them. Ooh. So I like, I like to use... Today. I love it. <laughs> I, it's actually super simple. Um, I was doing this last weekend when I had COVID. <laughs> um, so with the peppers, I like, my favorite are just the sweet, like the yellows and the orange. The brighter the pepper, the better the flavor. Exactly. I do not like green peppers. They are bitter and they are lame. Red peppers red, are my favorite. Red peppers are okay. I do have some red, red peppers pepper, in there. Red pepper on a roll with some brie. <laughs> yeah, that sounds yeah. pretty good. <laughs> brie. Listen to you. <laughs> Smoked Gouda, perhaps? Mm, yeah, we were at the farmer's market today. Andy bought some cheese from uh, some dairy farm down the road. I can't remember what they were called. I was thinking about putting it on the sausages. Um, it's like some herb cheese. Anyways, moving on. Uh, so, yeah, I roasted the peppers. So what you do is you just, you know, you cut them in half. You take the seeds and all that crap out. Cut them in half. Put them on a cookie sheet or a baking sheet. Throw it in the oven. Turn the oven on broil. And let the skins blister up. Um, and then you take them out, you put them in a glass dish, you cover it, let them steam for a little bit. And once they're cool enough to touch, you peel the skins off. And this is actually a recipe I use for canning. Yeah. Um, I did not can these because why would I right now? Like I usually <laughs> do that in the fall. That's, that's a fall project. Um, so I just let them sit in the fridge for about a week to let marinate in the brine. And I threw, you know, a red onion in there and cut it up so we can just... And what I like to do, because I've had this before, like I've literally eaten this before, which is why I was so jazzed to do sausages, is that you take the brine and you put the brine on the roll. So you like spread it, you know, um, and then, you know, throw peppers on you or whatever. And then that's it. Like, it's so good. 
It's so, so good. Excited for this. Yeah. And we're gonna have the recipe, like the whole recipe, everything, the sausage and mm-hmm. the peppers. And the peppers and everything. Um, yeah. We're gonna have that on our Instagram when this episode goes live, so you guys can try making it at home. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of. If you're not into quail, you can do really anything. Well, right? exactly. You can do any of it. You just want to make sure you have the right fat ratio. Yes. That's the important bit. Um, another thing, if you do actually grind sausage or think about grinding sausage. Freeze that meat at least halfway. Throw all the parts of your meat grinder in the freezer. Let everything get as cold as possible without being, you know, rock solid like the meat. Yeah. Um, because if you're grinding meat in warm temperatures, oh. that meat is going to get slimy Just and have to gross my spine thinking about it. <laughs> and gritty. Like, you get that as cold as you can. Yeah. Like, I left, like, I put the parts of my meat grinder in the freezer for, like, two days. Yeah. And we threw the the mixture of quail meat and the pork fat um, in the freezer. We had to break it up to get it to marinate. And then we threw it back in the freezer to let it harden back up. Like, not so much where we can't break it apart. Yeah. You know, because we still have to be able to push it through the grinder. Um, but, yeah, you definitely want to make sure you do that. Um... It's super fun. I love yeah. doing it. Like, I've made sausage four, <laughs> four or five times so now. You were so excited to do this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I, and it worked out quite well because I'm like, oh, we have to process these quail because we have more coming in. Not coming in, but more being born. So we took care of the quail there, and I'm like, you know what? It's aligning right up with our season finale. I wanted to make sure, you know, we went all out. It's a gorgeous day. We could go outside so and eat excited. if you want. Um, We're going to have photos and the recipes up on our Instagram. <coughs> yep. Baking to the Bee Movies. Yep. Um, we'll tweet this out as well. Baking to Bee Movies on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to eat, and I know we're going to do that momentarily, but do you want to talk about real quick before we sign off for the season? Um, I, I was thinking, too, maybe like in between now and when we start season two in August, maybe we could do like a best of feature where we pull some clips from this past season and just make like a compilation of like our favorite moments. Um, do you have yeah, anything try you want to like together. reflect on as far as this past season goes? Like any highs, lows, anything like that? I like to watch better movies. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, I like to pick the worst of the worst. So. You sure do. You, you, you scrape that gonna, barrel. Yeah, there's going to be just the right amount of suffering you in season two. scrape that so. barrel. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty excited about season two. I'm excited we're having a season two. I know. I'm so, I'm like, so stoked. Like we decided, yeah, let's do it. Let's do Why it. Why not? Let's do it. We've been having so much fun. We've been getting some yeah. positive feedback. People seem to really enjoy this. We really enjoy doing yeah. this. It's um, super fun. So, yeah, I... I feel like this whole season has been, like, a high point because we've never done this before. No. This is our first time doing a podcast. Yeah. And it's been really fun, and it's so much fun spending time with you and eating good food and hanging out. Right. Like, I'm thinking, like, hey, maybe we should come back and have a big old cookout. Yes. And then we could come up with something there and do an episode. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, queen. So we're going to be taking a little break. Bit of a break, but we will be coming back probably around August. August, we should be. So, what yeah. uh, I'd like to do, you know, a few things that I was, you know, entertaining the idea of summer movies. Yes. What happens in the summer? People go fishing, people go camping, you know. Um, road trips gone road awry. Road trips gone awry, <laughs> Halloween and fall. 
Yes. Coming so up. So our that'll second, be super fun. That's going to be fun because our second season is going to, it starts in August. We're probably going to go right through Halloween and, you know, like near the end of fall before we maybe. Yeah. Like when did uh, we started it in March? We started March. in March. So we've been doing it's this for a couple June, months now. Yeah. A few months. A um, couple months. We're doing like bi-weekly episodes. So mm-hmm. a couple months. Um, we'll be back in, you know, near the end of summer with some summer movies. And then we're going to go, go right, right into, into the fall. Go right into the fall. Which, of course, is our, like, that's when we are at maximum power. Yes. That's when we are at full mana. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. We're We're recharged. HP's at 100. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, I'm done with, you know, well, not done per se, but, you know, my garden's winding down. All of my animals are winding down. You know, like, all the bees are calming down for the (laughs) summer, thank God. (laughs) So... Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna go right through the fall with our second season. We'll probably take another break right before the holidays, just because the holidays are always so crazy it's anyway. Insane, yeah. And then come back strong for a third season, hopefully yeah. in twenty twenty three, God willing. Um, God, I can't even believe it's twenty twenty two. But yeah, this this past season has been super fun, and um, and as always, everybody, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you guys so much. We, I mean. We get feedback from people that we know personally, like friends right. and family that have listened to this. Um, a friend of mine in California, yeah. I was just saying, had had played, like, started playing an episode at a bar that he works at, and, and people in the bar were like, what is this? And they all just kind of sat there drinking their beer listening to the episode, so I guess we're big in San Diego, so that's, right? that's hey. exciting. San um, Diego's a hub. <laughs> but yeah, we, we really appreciate it. Um, we appreciate everyone who has given us such great feedback and has... And just listened. Yeah, just listening. Like, we really Like, we love doing this. This is so fun. We love, well, I love watching these movies. (laughs) Ashley loves, you know, making me suffer. I mean, basically, we we get together to do this podcast, so in a way, every single person that listens to us is keeping our friendship intact, so... Yes, that's pretty good. (laughs) So thank you for keeping our friendship intact, guys. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, But yeah, you know, like like and subscribe, and even though we're going on a break, we're still going to be posting things on our social, Um, we're going to be active on our social media, so follow us, subscribe, Um, we'll keep you guys posted into when in August we're coming back, Um, and obviously we'll have new recipes, we're open to recommendations if you guys have any. Like if anybody wants wants us to try anything, or has a movie. Yeah, hit us up. You know, they want us to tear down. Because again, you don't have to watch these movies because we watch them for you. We watch them for you. Although totally we watch these movies. We rip them apart for you. Um... But yeah, the, so Steph, I mean, we thank we thank the listeners, but thank you, thank you for <laughs> and thank you, thank you for giving us a space to do this. Thank you for participating in this. This <laughs> this was just one of those things. Like I was over and it was late at night, and I was like, we should start a podcast. And right? You're like, like how did yeah. that even come up? <laughs> like, like I think I mentioned it, it once. I was like, I always wanted to start a podcast, yeah. but I didn't know what I wouldn't want to do. And then you was like, hey, how about this? And, <laughs> and I'm like, that's how I said like, it too. I was like, hey, <laughs> right? Hey, hey. We'll start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what was your idea? And then you just had this idea. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And it's, Let's do it's it. It's working. Let's roll. It's, it's been magic ever since. But I think that just about does it for this episode. I'm excited to get in on our feast. My mom made brownies for us to celebrate <laughs> the season finale. She made her famous brownies. Her oh, famous yeah. Fudge brownies. I'm always asking for her brownies. And uh, she says, hey, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we will see you guys again in August. Have a great have rest a fantastic of, summer. Yeah, have a great first part of your summer. We'll see yeah, you Yeah, and also happy Pride Month. Oh, yeah, happy Pride Month. <laughs> this is this is dropping during Pride Month, which yeah. is exciting. Um 
so yeah, we will uh, we'll see you guys in August. Uh, my name is Ashley, and my name is Steph. And again, follow us on Instagram, Baking to the B Movies. Twitter is Baking to B Movies, and we are available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we also have SoundCloud, so follow us there if you need like an archive of all the episodes. And we'll see you guys in August. Yes. Yay. Bye. Later. Bye.